Welcome to the final Theology.fm episode of 2015. As we close out the year and sort of look at the year ahead, I want you to ask yourself, why do you love people? I mean, really, the real question is, why do you minister to people? Why do you reach out to people? If the reason you do these things is out of obedience to God or duty to some religious requirement, you know, to share your faith, sense of obligation to save souls from hell because if you don't tell them, their, their blood will be on your hands. Maybe it's to invite people to your church so they can hear your pastor preach the gospel to them. Maybe you generally, genuinely want them to, you know, fix their lives and free them from their bondage to sin. Look, if any of those are the reasons that you minister to people, that you reach out to people, let me just free you from that right now. Let me invite you to stop. Seriously. <laughs> just stop it. Stop. In today's show, Darren Hufford is going to show us that when it comes to loving others, we will do ourselves a great favor and other people and even God if we just leave God out of it. Sounds intriguing? Well, hang on. That's the show we're going to hear from Darren Hufford in just a minute. Darren Hufford, in case you don't know, he has a podcast as well on the Free Believers Network. You can find it on iTunes. And he's an author of several books, including The Misunderstood God. It's a great book which reveals the lies religion tells us about God. Sort of looks at 1 Corinthians 13 and the characteristics of love, and then matches those with the characteristics of God as revealed in Jesus and the rest of Scripture, and then what religion tells us is true about God and shows how they really don't line up what religion tells us, and the characteristics of God is love. I, I highly encourage you to read that book. If you haven't already, there's links in the show notes for you to do that. Now look, um, I gotta be honest, I almost didn't share this show with you on Theology.fm. Uh, I think that Darren and Hans have some really important things to say in this discussion, but I'll be honest with you, I was quite uncomfortable with how the podcast begins. Uh, not initially where they talk about music. I'm in full agreement with that. At a dark time in my life, the non-Christian music was extremely helpful for me, way more so than uh, Christian music was. But I was uncomfortable with where uh, Darren, he, he goes on and on and on at the beginning about how he uh, has this deep love for this particular woman who is not his wife. And he talks about how he's lying in bed just thinking about her and how he couldn't get her out of his mind. And Look, um, he says that he wasn't, you know, thinking about her in a sexual way, and, and I believe him, but if you haven't listened to Darren's podcast much, uh, th that whole discussion is going to be, well, a little over the top for you. So uh, that's why I almost didn't share this episode, but uh, press through that. If you get uncomfortable, I was uncomfortable with it also. You sort of have to understand where he's coming from a little bit, but uh, just press through it because what Darren and Hans share in this show, in this episode is something we all need to hear. And it's this. Uh, consider your thoughts about your neighbors, your coworkers, your unsaved family members, and, and especially look at how you interact with them, uh, what you say, what you do. 
And if every conversation sort of gets turned around to God, uh, or the Bible, or sin, or some invitation to church, then you might want to reconsider how you approach and interact with those people. And Darren's suggestion is just to take God out of it. Take the Bible out of it. Take the church out of it. Take discussion of sin out of it. You know, don't quote scripture verses. Uh, Just consider all of those topics as off-limits. And now, if you can't talk about those things anymore, you know, look at your relationships with all these other people. Do you still want to talk to them? If you can't talk to them about the gospel or about the church or about Jesus or about sin, do you really still want to be around those people? Do you really want to hang out with them? And if the answer is no, you have no interest now in hanging out with them if you can't invite them to your church or can't share the gospel with them or quote Bible verses at them, then the truth is you never really loved them in the first place. You only loved them for what they could do for you and the religious requirements that you were trying to check off by having them as your quote-unquote friends when you shared the gospel with them. Look, if if the only reason you care about these other people is because you want to witness to them, then the truth is you don't really care about them at all. And if that's the case, do yourself a favor and them and uh, just stop pretending to be their friend. And the reason is this. People see right through these fake relationships that religious people sometimes try to have with them. Uh, just because, oh, well, you're, you're only my friend because you want to witness to me. That's not a real friendship, and people know that. And such fake friendships, these sort of fake relationships, only do more damage to the cause of Christ. So leave God out of it. This is what Darren and Hans are saying. And if you can't do that, if you can't leave God out of it, then leave yourself out of it. If you can't leave God out of your re- uh, conversations with other people, then do everybody a favor and, and just don't have those relationships. Leave yourself out of it. Take yourself out of those relationships. Uh, anyway, I, I'm sort of stealing their thunder, I suppose. Darren and Hans explain this a whole lot better, so I'm just going to get out of the way, pass the mic over to them. Here is Darren and Hans inviting us to leave God out of it. You gotta be careful when you say it, because sometimes that could come yeah. out very, yeah. very <laughs> Mr. Hans Funk, ladies and gentlemen. Darren Huffer. On the end of the wild show. <laughs> wow. This sounds like a like one of those uh nineteen uh, seventies uh laughing type yeah. and engagements right now. So I've got laughing on my, on my brain right now. You know, we never really watched laughing. Uh, it was on every now and then, but mm-hmm. we weren't allowed to watch it. We were very religious and, yeah. and, and they had done sexual <laughs> I, things every now and then. So my parents I had to go down the street. I went yeah. to Mike Foss's house and I'd get to watch it at his house. Oh, so really? All of my Saturday morning cartoons. I never even saw laughing until I was in my thirties. Oh yeah. 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 Cause my growing up, I know, I believe it. It's, yeah. it was, yeah. it was risque. Yeah. So yeah. And that's now, now, you know, I see it. I was like, yeah, I really missed out. I, the whole nation was watching this stuff, yeah. and, and I couldn't do it because we were Christians we, and yeah. we didn't do that. Well, and we couldn't watch uh, a lot of Saturday Night Live, the, the, oh, you me, know, the uh, early yeah. Saturday Night Live. We, we were not allowed, allowed to watch, watch it. And it was on late on Saturday yeah. night, so we weren't up because you had yeah. to get up early on Sunday morning to go to church. Yeah. But now I go back and I watch the reruns of Saturday Night Live, and it was genius. Yeah. It was amazing. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. So. The other thing that I, I've always uh, been a little bit bitter about, and, and particularly this this last uh, couple months, I watched this Netflix documentary oh. on the Eagles. Oh, yeah, the Eagles. Uh, oh, yeah. And 
fascinating documentary. Sure. Um, and and I've watched several other you know documentaries on bands you know like wow. that. Well, you know, I was raised. We were not allowed to listen to any kind of rock and roll music. Well, that was, was the only Chris, the, you know the Imperials. Remember those? Remember the Sweet Imperials. Comfort Band. Well, uh, uh, oh, there was a guy that came out of the Imperials. Too that that uh, had his solo career. No, we went. The yeah. Imperials came oh. to Evergreen actually here in town. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, they they would actually on their tour they would come by the church and, yeah. and do so, like Sunday night you know uh, concerts I, I, there. I remember uh, you know Damn. it was all we listened. Oh, I listened to the trumpet of Jesus, <laughs> but the world is a different. I remember town. that song. <laughs> I monster the drumbeat of God. Well, you know, and it's so funny because these were the songs that I grew up with, and sure. all the other songs, ACDC, the Eagles. Uh-huh. I wasn't allowed to listen oh, that was to evil. you. Know? So. And, but one time my band was playing a club. And, uh-huh. uh, it was right after we became Christians. We used to be called Geppetto. Okay. And then we became Christians. We called ourselves the Jesus Freaks. Okay. Oh, and wow. so we were playing, I think it was Madame Wong's, which is a pretty popular club. Uh-huh. And, uh, and uh, this guy came up, and he was an older guy, and he was in a trench coat. And... Um, and uh, he uh, he was the trumpet player mm-hmm. um, for the Imperials. Oh wow! You know, I listened to the trumpet of Jesus. That's pretty and the big stuff. Goes, yeah. Da, 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 da. yeah. More or less, he you know he just kind of put his head down and he said, "Yeah." I, more or less, he said, "You know, I've backslidden. I've left, and I'm out partying and getting." Sure. You know, um, well, now now let me say grew. this. That guy may have been. I didn't know what the trumpet player looked like okay, or any yeah, of the Imperials. Yeah. He could have been. So anybody. it could have been anyone. So yeah. you know, if the trumpet player for them, you know, is listening to this, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm not Give saying it definitely <laughs> was him. You know, <laughs> sure. but anyway, I'm all just all that to say that uh, I really, well, I'm watching this documentary on the Eagles. You know, mm-hmm. I know all their songs, mm-hmm. and it just pisses me off that I would never, I could never go to one of their concerts. Mm-hmm. You know, as a kid, when they were really, really, and they've always been, Eagles has just been hot forever, you mm-hmm. know, Hotel California, and I mean, just, mm-hmm. I would love, you know, I would have loved to go and see them, uh, sure. or to go see ACDC, or to go, these bands that I just adore now, but see, by the time I started listening to this, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was 20 years old, sure, and, uh, you know, Somebody turned turn me on to it, and at this point, I'll do whatever I want, you know, and I'm out of the house. Mm-hmm. And But I missed it all because of, you know, yeah. my religion. And I, I would have loved to have seen the Eagles. I mean, and there's, I think they're still playing. I think, I think so, yeah. Yeah, uh, they're I all on do. walkers. They, they all have walkers, and they sort of, you know, they take their false teeth out and put them in a glass of water. And, you know, they, welcome they, they, to California. <laughs> Jim, Jim Brewer, if you get the chance on, on Netflix, look up Jim Brewer and watch okay. his set. He has a thing on uh, uh, all of the older people as we are uh-huh. getting older, the music that we enjoy, and uh, you know what senior citizens are going to be doing with music in the next 30 <laughs> years. So, <laughs> those, But, you know, Eagles, that's just timeless, yeah. man. Just... Yeah. Well, Eagles, Boston. Um, yeah, Kansas. When we, oh, can, well, Kansas too. Yeah. Kansas is as Christian as it gets, but they they sat on the edge. They sat on the verge too, and that's why it was always iffy with mom and my mom and dad was because well, we don't want to listen to a group that that know, isn't fully committed that, to Christ, and that was and it. it. That was it. it. And so Whatever. Um, the uh, 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 when I came back from uh, Desert Storm. Uh, they were playing Thunderstruck over the oh, ACDC. I, you know, I did go to that concert, like, but I was in my 20s. The most 
anthem yeah. song oh. of all time. And, uh, uh, you know, and, and back, in, uh, back in Black and then a couple of other yeah. songs uh, came after. But Thunderstruck, what was what was playing? Oh, Thunderstruck, you know, yeah. Okay. Pounding through the speakers oh, yeah. as we're coming off of the C-141 and back in Germany. Yeah. And it, it, it absolutely, like any worship song ever, I, it, yeah. it affected my heart in the exact same way. Yeah. And, like, so, so many, so much music. I ha- I have a really hard time, and I've talked to kids. I've had this conversation with kids and parents. Uh-huh. I don't like calling music Christian or non-Christian. Yeah. I think that there's yeah, Christian that's good, music. That's a good point. Yeah. But the the problem is a lot of Christian music doesn't quicken my heart. Yeah. And and by the way, I I'm I'm not talking about horrible sinful lyrics. Yeah. I'm talking about just music. Yeah. Uh, I I'm I'm not drawing from something horrible from it. I think one of the things that we do, and Christians do it unknowingly because they're led by law instead mm-hmm. of grace yeah. is we 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 make things horrible and by making it horrible we turn we turn pure yeah. good things yeah. into something you can't touch yeah. and that that in and of itself is not going to help you we've done that with so many different oh, things we totally have and and it just it and, denies... and even if even if it's bad lyrics That's... um a pure good thing is when the heart of what you're feeling is being described in that music and people relate to There's it. There's truth there. Even if it's bad There's stuff, yeah. um, well, it's what, pure and good because it, it's what we relate to. Yeah. They're speaking to my heart. You know, if, if I were going to Desert Storm, you know, and I had my... You know my uh, my AK forty seven or whatever, sure. you know, loaded, and, and we're getting ready to land. And Thunderstruck came on. Oh, let me tell you, I can't think. The last song I want to come on when I'm about to go to Desert Storm is, "Hey, listen to the trumpet of Jesus." Yeah, I want to yeah. hear Thunderstruck. You know, there's a motivational yeah. something in that anyway. Okay, so one more thing. Okay. Can I say one more Speak thing? Speak it, brother. Years ago, I was I was having a lot of trouble with uh, with anger, and mm-hmm. I still I still we called wrestle. You and I have yeah. talked about anger multiple times, and so uh-huh. we. Don't need to revisit this this horse, but dealing with anger management in the army and dealing with outbursts that yeah. I couldn't yeah. control. Um, there was one guy, one rapper who helped me, and the way he helped me was by telling me, "I understand you" through his lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. Eminem is a guy oh. that You're I actually all heart, fully un- exactly. He is. I fully heart. get him now. Every now and then, when I listen to him, do I think that he's a little bit like like? Um, Amping his own anger yeah, for, yeah. for a, a purpose, sure. absolutely. But the fact is, when I was struggling with anger, he didn't tell me you're wrong. He yeah. didn't tell me yeah. you, you need, need to, to calm this. down right. or anything like that. He told me I get you, yeah. and there, so there is a power in that. Yeah, that is beyond any form of morality, and uh, and I, I applaud anybody you, who who can successfully do something like that, relate to people in a. There. At a point where they just they realize I'm not alone, and he's singing what I feel, even if it is anger. I don't care what it is. It does. Yeah, that's that's almost irrelevant to the subject. Yeah. It's where that person's at. I, and I think that makes Eminem, in many respects, a more authentic and deep hitting powerful minister, minister to humanity <laughs> than than many of our Christian ministers. Well, being so quote unquote being used, and we'll talk about this in a second. Uh-huh. But the most the best person being used by the Holy Spirit is the person who doesn't even know 
they're yeah, being yeah, used. That's a good point. The person that's that's just gunning for and trying to, you know, spread these different yeah. things that they personally think are the Lord. That person, I might have questions about. Oh, and yeah. this this totally keys into what we're talking yeah, about. They're, they're, so. they're, yeah, no, okay. So here we go. Um, I, um, by the way, if you're just joining us, uh, you're listening to the End of the Wild show, and I am Darren Hufford. And I'm Hans Funk. We're both very good-looking men, single. Although um, I, I we are like looking for, I'm looking for, no, I should, okay, whatever. I'm not single, I'm <laughs> married. Yeah, okay. Um, so, uh, there, I'm trying to think slowly about how I present this. Put in a word. Um, there's this uh there's this lady that that uh is a mother of um uh, a kid uh, several kids that go to school with my kids and so anytime there's parent teacher conference or or you know some event at the school uh you know where we all go and maybe walk through the classrooms and look you know at some craft the kids did you know and mm-hmm. anytime that happens uh you know I will see this woman. Um, she'll show up with her kids, and she's, she's, uh, you know who she is. I know, you know, and the, the only reason I'm like being real vague, you know, um, is because, you know, I, I just I know that eventually she'll probably even listen to this, and and uh, so uh, anyway, whatever. I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah. Anyway, every time I see this woman for the last two years, every time I see her, I'm just, I'm just moved by this woman, and. And I just begin to see so many things, so many beautiful things in this woman, you know. And I, I come home every time after uh, seeing her, telling my wife, "Oh man, you know, it's like, it's like, for some reason, I see this woman's heart more than any other person in the room." And uh, you know, you can say God's revealing it to me. Say it however you like, sure. but uh, you know, God aside, it's for some reason I just see her, mm-hmm. and 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 in in seeing her, I don't see her sin or anything like that, but I do see her struggles, her fears, um, how she thinks about herself, how she looks at others, how she relates. You know, I just see the her her the position and condition of her heart, and every time I do, I'm I'm just very very moved, and so I'll it'll just be literally saying hello again, hello, how are you doing, how are the kids, and then I will go home and I will lay in bed for the next two days, thinking about her, and and in thinking about her, I'm thinking of all these things that I see in her that I want to I want to tell her because I know it will. It will just uplift her, and I know she really needs it, you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't even, you know, I don't even know how to describe it beyond that. I hope I'm being clear, you know. Um, so I think, I think uh, I'll, I'll add, and then you okay. can jump back in yeah. on it. Um, as somebody who worked with a lot of teens over the years, one of the and this, of course, this person is not a teen. This is a this is a an established mom. But um, what I see a lot of times in kids especially kids that have either um, uh, a a father that's not engaged Mm -hmm. or um, has been involved in some form of abuse, um, is I see especially girls looking for a dad. And I am not Mm -hmm. talking about uh, uh, replacing dad with a sexual Mm -hmm. object or things like that. Yes, that does happen. That's not what I'm talking about. I am saying that when you live in the heart of God, when you live not according to looking at Christianity, especially our walk with the Lord, whatever words you want to put on it, um, when you are moved by the Lord, 
when you see a girl, when you see a woman who needs to hear about themselves, and yeah. I, I, I can think of two or three girls over the 15 or 20 years that I worked in youth. Mm-hmm. And I can think right now there's three girls over that time that were dying to be told. Um, one time I remember we were doing a date. Do you mind me sharing just yeah, a story? We're doing a dating talk. And uh, uh, I used to get really passionate on dating talks because I would I would encourage the boys to be what they ought to be. Yeah. And I would encourage the girls to be what they ought yeah. to be. And I just got hit one time in the middle of the talk to tell them, if you guys need something in the middle of an evening, you call me. If you find yourself out at the end of Cooper Point Road stranded and your boyfriend kicked you out of the car, you call me. I'll come pick you up. And that, um, by the way, I was told later, that's kind of dangerous. You go pick up a girl, you're in a car alone with her. And yeah. the first couple times I did that, I didn't think about it either. Yeah. Our, our church had rules on that. And I didn't, I didn't honestly yeah. think about it engaging that. Mm-hmm. But I found out later um, that when I said, you guys are so special, I want you to call me. You are that. Yeah. Sp- I'll stop mm-hmm. what I'm doing. It doesn't matter whether it's 3 o'clock in the morning. It doesn't matter whether it's 8 o'clock in, in mm-hmm. the evening. You call me if you find yourself in a situation. And it radically changed a girl's life because she didn't know I'm that yeah. special. It had no, almost nothing to do with me. It had almost nothing to do with that I no. was, like me no. personally, I was saying it. It had to do with the fact that that girl hadn't ever heard that. No. And like when I think about that so many times, we just need to speak good into no. other people and tell them you are worth it. And I'm, I'm not but, being... But also it, it has to be... Um, you know, because a, a lot of times I think Christians will want to speak good into mm-hmm. someone's life. So they just think of a bunch of good things Plotted that they would have said to anyone sure. and speak it yeah. out, you know. And, and yeah. I think, you know, I agree. back to what I was saying about this this uh, mm-hmm. this lady, um, you know, in short, you know, and I see this in a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, this, this thing of not really seeing anything in herself, um, you know, um, and uh, and missing out, you yeah. know. And, yeah, I guess the, the only way to put it is is uh, my desire uh, with this woman from the first day I laid eyes on her and just observed her, um, I saw this beautiful, you know, treasure in her heart. Yeah, and uh, and I saw that she she's not seeing it. Yeah. And uh, so I guess I, the the quickest way to put it is I've had this desire from the first time I ever saw her to introduce her to the her that that I think she doesn't know. So anyway, I mean, I know we're talking real colorful here, but so anyway, um, so I finally decide uh, last night I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to her. And I've been telling my wife, you know, I'm going to talk to her. I'm going to talk. I, I can't, you know, she's taking too much of my time in my personal life because mm-hmm. I just, you know, and this will sound maybe weird to some people. I love this woman and I, I, I just do. I, sure. I love her. And, and, uh, and it's like every part of me just wants to wrap her in my arms and, and, uh, and 
you know, I just want to pour into her all these beautiful things, but not beautiful things that are a list of nice things to say that you would say to any, you know, mm-hmm. specific things that have only to do with her. So long story short, so I'm sitting down talking to her and I know that this woman spent a lot of time in the church and no longer goes. Um, she doesn't no longer go because she's necessarily had a free believer revelation. She's no longer part of the institution because it really screwed her up. It mm-hmm. abused and controlled her, um, you know, and so. You know, when I'm talking to her, she knows uh, what I do for a living. I'm a Christian author, and, you know, so I know, uh, first off, she's expecting full guns that, you know, I'm going to be, you know, say, I was praying, you know, and the Lord put you on my heart. And, you know, all that stuff, you know, sure. and, and, you know, Jesus has a plan for you. And, you know, and I'm not, and I'm not going to say that's not true, but, but, you know, I'm sure she was at some point expecting sort of that. Maybe she wasn't. I don't know. But I would be expecting I would, it, yeah, you know. Exactly. You know, it's always, yeah, it's always going to lead back to, you know, I'm an agent of the Most High and I'm here on his behalf and I'm going to minister to you. That's always a mentality. Mm-hmm. Well, um, that is not my mentality with this girl. And this might surprise some people. Well, I'll be black and white. I sit down with her. My whole mentality is let's put God completely aside let's put his best friend jesus <laughs> completely aside the church completely aside um i'm not here talking with you because um you know because the lord put you on my heart mm-hmm. um i'm not here because god told me to uh, i'm not here because god loves you and has a plan for your life flat out i am here because i am so unbelievably intrigued with you mm-hmm. and and uh these things i want to tell you um i'm not even considering whether they're from god or not i'm not these mm-hmm. things are things that i just want to spill out and just say to you because they're real and so more or less what i'm saying is is everything between you and i right now is strictly between you and i mm-hmm. uh, this is nothing to do with christianity with god or anything no god talk no nothing um i'm just telling you how i feel and i want to help and i want to i want to you know lift you up and, and all that okay so I, I go home. We, we did have a, a little talk, mm-hmm. and uh, it was very moving. We were both we were both very very moved. Uh, but you know, as she was sort of crying and, and taking in the things I was saying to her, um, at one point somebody kind of interrupted us, and she made the comment. Um, this was during the beginning of the conversation. Mm-hmm. She said, I, "I forget exactly how she said it, but she I was one of her kids, and she was like, no, not right now. He's ministering.'" Um, referring to me. And so, I, you know, she's totally, that's a church world. Sure. And when she said that, she did not mean anything bad by it. Mm-hmm. It hit me and made me sick to my stomach. And I thought, no, I'm not. Yeah. You know, when I'm ministering, you know, I showed up, I preached. Now you come to me afterwards and I'm telling you all these things on God's behalf for your benefit. And it's almost as though he's telling me to tell you, you know. Yeah. And everything that I say is, is, um, on his behalf, I'm advertising for him. You know, that's that's what I think of when I think of ministry. No, I agree. And, and when she said that, I thought this isn't ministry, and it, it's this is me and you. Mm-hmm. Ministry is me, God, and you. This 
is me and you. Now, again, to, to some people listening, it's going to sound like I'm about to cheat on my wife. and Nothing no. about this is sexual or, or anything like that. Well, and you're just, yeah, you're having to deal with the, the, the junk that our culture is putting. And that I, you know, yeah, Not the mentality that yeah, we have to exactly. hold on to. So I get home after this experience, you know, and I'm. My mind is buzzing, and I'm thinking. I hope she <laughs> again. It's, I hope she calls me, you know, because I offered. Let's get together. I want to spend time with you. I just when I'm coffee. I just you know every part of me just you know, uh-huh. and uh, and I started to ponder this attitude that I had. Um, this this put God on the side, put Jesus on the side. Just there's nothing to do with them. This has to do with my feelings for you when I look at you when I when I watch you. Um, the beautiful things I see in you that I just, I love to watch and, and I, and I want to give these things to you and make sure you see them and all that stuff. Um, and, you know, now this is between you and I and several thousand people listening. Um, I really believe late last night, he kind of started showing me, he was like, don't you understand? This is what it is because this woman, along with millions of other women, um, like her and men, um, they look at ministry and the whole Christian thing. It falls into this certain category of almost fake or, you know. Well, um, I think some people fake on one hand, but I also think some people expect um, some huge thing to happen yeah, when yeah. they say this person's ministering. Or yeah, yeah. I, it, it, this falls back to something we've talked about off and on. Um, you need to go talk to the pastor. Oh, hey, let, hold I on know. a sec. Let I me know. go get Pastor Hans. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure I'm able to talk to you about this, but Pastor Hans yeah. will be able to talk to you about this. And somebody would come gag me. And it's like, yeah. what did you tell them? Because I'd like to know what you told them. Because maybe that'll help me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because like, nothing's more frustrating this concept than, of ministering. No, I hate it because the spirit behind it is. God and me are going to help you. Yes. And God is going to use me to help you. He's going to speak through me to help you. Okay, now nothing necessarily wrong with that, but but uh, but I took that aside completely, and basically it was, no, no, this is me let's, and you. Let's break this down a little bit for mm-hmm. just a second. When you... You have family, right? Uh-huh. And you were a pastor. I was a pastor. Yeah. Um, when you're hanging out with your family, do you use the same kind of greetings exactly. yeah. and uh, direct like right. directives with yeah. them that you would have? Yeah. Because, well, I think of, of coming home, I'm not saying praise the Lord after every... No. when And, and Meg might make uh, like really good breaded pork chops with Parmesan mm-hmm. cheese mixed in and there's this really yeah. good flavor that you got out of pork yeah. chops this last time. I don't look at it and go, wow, praise the Lord. Yeah. I, I thank God for the Meg, gift you're a real blessing. Meg, yes. Meg, you're just a now, real blessing. I, I just want to take the time to reach out to you and tell you what you mean. And you me. know what? Jesus Jesus was active. The, the Spirit really moved yeah. today when you were making these pork when chops. You were making because... His... because this is just this no. is this is a supernatural thing that we are experiencing here. Yeah. The Lord is. But that's just a fakeness well, to it. You it know? is. Well, and I think of when I'm talking to my kids. I don't go to my kids and say, "The Lord is telling me yeah. that you need to get up on time to go to school," yeah. because if you don't do that, you are outside of yeah. God's law. Yeah. I mean, and and I, I like there's now, and I even think that's family. And so maybe maybe God gives us a little pass on our families. Yeah. I think of my best friends, my guys, the guys. I hang out mm-hmm. with who are mo- 
largely Christian. I have some yeah. non-Christian friends. In fact, I have some very non-Christian mm-hmm. friends that love that I'm a Christian and mess with me. But I also have very Christian friends, very yeah. devout Christians. Yeah. When we get together, and a lot, by the way, a lot of them are still in church, mm-hmm. and we do not speak to each other when we're hanging out about to go see a movie like we do in the narthex right, right. of the church. Yeah. And that, this is this is this is the problem, you know. Yes, and, you know. And I said before we started recording this, um, you know, the love of God. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. we're talking about the power that the love of God has to change, to heal, to do all this stuff. So, but here's the problem: if I approach this girl, I say I'm going to minister the love of God to her. Love of God has the power to heal her, to change her. Um. I think that's really gross. Well, <laughs> I, I, I think it. I think there's something wrong with that. Um, my decision to make it between her and I, and not, you know, God, me, and her. My decision to do that um, at first felt odd, but but later, you know, he's showing me. He's like, you know, the last thing she needs is an agent coming to her on my behalf, um, ministering to her. Um, and basically, when when I make it her and I, mm-hmm. um, it is the love of God. It, 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 in fact, I don't even believe that it become. I don't believe that it's the love of God you are ministering to someone um, unless it's just you and them. I, I don't disagree with that. Yeah. I think, and I don't want to go too far with this because I I don't want to I don't want to put in somebody's brain the wrong thing here, although it's so freaking wrong in my mind. I see a lot of people's view of God, and maybe even Jesus as this man sitting off to the side yeah. that that is watching mm-hmm. what you are doing with people. You're performing for you're, him exactly. You're you're yeah, and that is so not it's, what I have drawn either from Christ. Or from from yeah. my my little bit of understanding of what God yeah. the Father desires and what He is, yeah. when Jesus says, when Jesus, when God relates to us that He is love, God's love. I and this is something I've seen for years. God lo- God's love is sitting out there, yeah. but until it's received by somebody, it's powerless. Right. Now, right. God, we don't receive God's love without somebody in the middle. Right. But the problem is. If I'm only trying to spread God's love, his love is still impotent. His love yeah. can't get to us yeah. because I haven't shared my love with you. Exactly. And that person is not seek. Most of us don't seek God. We seek a friend. Yeah. We seek somebody like, and in a way, and, and don't put, the, the person you're speaking of needs a counselor, not a not a therapist. Yeah. She needs somebody to counsel her that, about her and and we desire that person to come now when you love her god's love is fulfilled oh yeah and the biggest thing we get all wrapped up in 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 giving god the credit we need to give god all the glory god doesn't need the credit a lot of times god needs you like you just said to be you because and i i think of the greek loves if i exercise phileo love, if I exercise friendship love, and I do it as somebody who loves Jesus, Jesus gets all the credit he needs. 
No. Because agape love is occurring. No, it's, it's, it's part of the deal. And th- this is so almost scandalous in, in the way we're describing it. But mm-hmm. I... You know, years ago, and, I, and I've said this a million times, but when I was, first became a Christian, I was doing homeless ministry, and I, mm-hmm. I remember I got on this bus, and, you know, I was in ministry mode, you know, I was a young Christian, yeah. and there was a woman clearly homeless, you I know, taking the bus, you know. Ministry mode, by the way. I mean, I wasn't fake. I, I never no, have been fake. I, I'm, I but, would have loved to right. see you as a pastor's but, pastor. Yeah. <laughs> but but I, I looked at this lady, and I said, Jesus loves you. Mm-hmm. And I remember she looked back, and she said, but do you love me? Yeah, there you go. And, and so most Christians, our solution to that is, you know, um, Jesus loves you, and I love you with the love of God. Okay, that's gross. That no. that's it's no I know exactly what you're saying. You could even now here's the point I'm making, and this again is, yeah. is brace yourselves. You could remove the Jesus loves you altogether and make it just simply, I love you. Yeah. Um. Until it is you in love with that person, that's Jesus's yeah. love can't do jack shit. Yeah. It can't touch them. Yeah. Um. And and we're so busy being an agent for him and trying to spread the love of God. That talk is it's absurd as far as I'm concerned. It, you know no. it's I, obscene. Yeah. Like it's, you, it's you just wrong. gross. And I get that that's the feeling, but yeah. I remember watching and this is something that, that happened when we would, would go down to San Francisco on missions. Mm-hmm. You'd get kids who would say a lot of times very loudly yeah. uh, in evening ministry, quote unquote mm-hmm. evening, we would go out on the street and give people food. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of it was, was just touch and food. It's yeah. going out and touching yeah. people where they're at and not reviling them. Right. Like a lot of the homeless in, yeah. in, in the Tenderloin, that's what they get. And I remember kids going and I remember them saying, Jesus loves you. Yeah. And I, the word obscene, this yeah. is, Ten years ago would come yeah. to my mind. And it's exactly that. It's because that person is dying for them to hear, yeah. I love you. Yeah. And when you say Jesus loves you, Jesus doesn't need the credit. Yeah. He really doesn't. He wants you to, and you, you nailed it, because this was, uh, this, this was a sermon that I did years ago. And then we did several mm-hmm. times in between. Um, do I love people or am I in love with people? Because a Christian, the Christian world tends to say, you need to go out and love people. What that is usually causes more trouble in somebody's yeah. life than before you came out and loved yeah. them. Yeah. The beauty of being in love with somebody is you have to actually find out what's going on in their life. You have to actually care enough to lose some some sleep right. some nights and, and and have that care in your heart so that when you see them, it's important enough for you to go to that person and well, say, you can't stop yourself that's it and and that that's the point you know in the whole quote unquote ministry world everything you do um has with it in the back of your mind um i'm going to get them to go to our church that's the um i'm going to get them to level. say a sinner's prayer so they'll become a christian um at the very least i'm going to show them something of love so that when I leave, um, God will have gotten a free commercial through me. Mm-hmm. And they can say, wow, God must really love me. You know, and see, all of that, it's just obscene. It's, only, it's just wrong. Yeah. And and you you would be better off to just the only fall commercial. in love with them and be moved. There's nothing more beautiful than, than yeah. uh, you know, somebody being touched by your love. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily think that the message of you know, God watches you and, and God, you know, he, 
God wants to bless you. Look, all that is true. That, yeah, that's not wrong. But, but even more powerful than that is the message, you know, the message I've been that, watching you. Yes. And I, I want to love you. you. I want to just do whatever I, I right. Not even on behalf of God. No. And, and that no. is the, to me, I, I know where, and I don't want to keep saying it over and over and over, you know, but back, back to this, this girl, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm never going to make it about um, God wants to heal you. God wants to touch you. Um, God put you on my heart. No, I'm owning it. I'm, I'm going to flat out own it. And I've told my wife, I love this woman. <laughs> and my wife, she, she knows well, that she it's, I don't mean in the, she knows yeah. what I'm saying. But I, and I guess this would be if we were going to give this, this conversation a title. It's taking ownership. Mm-hmm. Of this, you know, when I s- sat down with this this young lady, uh, I took full ownership. I'm here because I watch you. I am intrigued. Um, I think about you. I I want to help and lift you up. I want to show you this beautiful side of yourself. I'm convinced that you don't see. This is this is between you and me. That's what this is. This isn't Jesus, God, me coming to you as a minister to help you and counsel you. There's nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. I am here sitting in front of you That's it. because you've been on my mind for so many hours, uh, you know, in the last few years, I just gotta. And, and there is a power in that. And that is the love of God. And I think few people are ever actually receive what this woman was able to receive because it, Everything is just so churchy and so fake, you know. And so, you know, my my thing is just I don't, you know. And I, I know we're we're saying it over and over, but you know, when I'm laying in the bed last night thinking about her and thinking about sort of my whole attitude of this is between you and me, um, you know. I suppose, you know, I understood. It wasn't until last night that he kind of started showing me what it was that I was doing and saying. Mm-hmm. And, and a, a side of it thought, well, you know, I'm just sort of putting God on the side and this and that. But he showed me, oh, no, you're not. It's like you, you have become me because you adore her. Mm-hmm. And, and God is like, you don't have to point to me and advertise me. The fact that you adore her, you are me, mm-hmm. and that's how it works. How how do you get people to understand that? I I don't know that they can until they're willing to 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 do that. You know, we're so afraid in the church today. You know, you lay hands on somebody and they get healed, and they're they're like, oh man, Hans Hans healed me, and and you're trained to say no, it was Jesus, it was all Jesus. Give Jesus a hand clap of praise. It was all, and Jesus is like, no, Hans, it was. It was you. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. But until you take full ownership, um, you're not ministering. You are nothing more than an insurance salesman. That's all you are. I was just... But once you take ownership, you become a son or daughter of him. And people will be affected, not because you know the Bible verse or, or you know the spiritual answer to their problem, but because they see in your eyes. Just you and me here. I adore you. I, I care about you. And I don't know. Something happened. I, you would think that I already knew this because I'm sure we've talked this way in the past. But mm-hmm. I'll be honest. After after speaking with her, 
something happened in me that was almost God saying, him saying, you, I honestly feel like it's him saying to me, you don't know how right you are, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, you feel this is scandalous that you're that you're leaving me out of it, you know, or you're not missing me. He's like you. You don't know how right you are. Your adoration for her causes you to want to move mountains on her behalf, mm-hmm. and and uh, that's so far removed from me, you know, giving a message to her on God's behalf. Quick story. Uh, it, when I, the pastor, the church I used to be a pastor, and we had a female pastor. We'll call her Diane, and uh, and her secretary was a, a young lady who also went to my singles group, and I was a pastor there. Uh, her name, I'll give her name. Her name is Donna, mm-hmm. and Donna got bone cancer and was dying. Well, Donna's boss, uh, Diane, really didn't like Donna. In fact, you know they didn't get along very well. Donna was sort of sweet and quite quiet, but but the pastor lady who was her boss clearly did not like her. Everyone knew it. Uh, you know they had arguments and this and that. Mm-hmm. And if she had her way, she'd fire her. Well, now mm-hmm. Donna is is basically in cancer. She's on her deathbed, and in walks her boss Diane, and she had put together a poster board, and she had all these pictures arranged, and more or less it was look. This is your. This is your life at the church, and it was all these great parties and these things that she had helped with. And it was a very moving thing, you know, mm-hmm. and, and Donna was moved. And and Diane um, said, well, you know, the Lord told me that I was to do this for you. Mm-hmm. And the look on Donna's face was, it was just Oh my gosh, this, this went from being moving and touching because for the first time I thought you liked me mm-hmm. and now it comes down to you being obedient mm-hmm. and it's like, gee, thanks. Mm-hmm. You know, th- that's what ministry has become though. Yeah. That's what it has become. And that's why the world's not buying it because it's, it's, it's ugly. Yeah. That, that is ugly. And that's that's not who he is. I don't think we know his heart in our generation, not because we've had bad teaching, mm-hmm. but we've never we've never been willing to just fall in love with someone. It, it, it's always there's some agenda, and we are workers in the Christian soldier uh, regiment, and. Well, the and the the uh, the front of my brain has well. We need to make sure that our churches are paid for, our mm-hmm. mortgages. And yeah. We need to make sure that we have a good setup on mm-hmm. Sunday morning, and we need to make sure. But it goes even deeper than that. We 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 have forgotten that God loves us and wants a relationship with us. Yeah. We've forgotten that that's not a sinner's prayer. That that's not a set of rituals I go through. That that's an experience that occurs organically throughout my life. And we forget that God wants us to do that with each other. And that when we do that, he inhabits it. You were talking about you are God. When I hear the word God inhabits the praises of his people, Mm -hmm. I don't think of some worship service with a guitarist. I think of me praising somebody Mm -hmm. and God living in that praise. 
and making it something so much more than right. just Hans, no matter how wonderful I am could ever be. And yet God made me to be yeah. that wonderful. Because when I speak love to you, I'm not just speaking Hans. Even when I say, this is just you and me, yeah. I can't take him out of the equation. Yeah. Even when I don't say right. a well, damn yeah, word about yeah. him, but but that I, I if if I could you know push a button yeah. and make every Christian, um, well let's put it this way, you know some of the Christians they're like I always want to be sincere I always I, when, when I'm out ministering or what, when, when I'm ministering I, I want to be sure I'm sincere. Let me tell you I'll give you I'll give That's you it. a little test to find out how sincere you are, you know. Anytime you're talking to anybody, stop with the ministry. Yeah. And stop with the cliches. And again, you know, I think we've we've given enough disclaimers and explanations throughout the course of this conversation that I can say this and if anybody takes it in any wrong way, it's their own fault. But leave God out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you leave him out of it, you leave your church out of it, and then see how you feel when you stand in front of the person, because more often than not, you're gonna find out you don't give a damn. You're there on behalf of your church. You're there because it's the right thing to do. Mm. Um, oh, you, gosh. You know? But see, that's just it. That's This is the part that gets me. The saddest part of the story about Donna and, and mm-hmm. whoever is that, that, is that the, the whoever, the pastor, mm-hmm. doesn't get access to what just happened. Yeah. Donna, even though there's, I know that there was pain when she realized this person is just being obedient. Yeah. But I'd rather have that pain than have the lack of any involvement in that person's life because I can't just be me with them. Yeah. I would rather hurt and and know that there's a that there's a black hole here. Mm-hmm. And and so much of this is exactly what you're saying. It's it's somebody who has become so jaded and become so completely brainwashed into everything has to be for God. Everything has yeah, to be yeah. giving him the glory, whereas God made us purposefully with his fingerprint on us yeah. to, to do this with one another, to be here with one another. We're not animals that yeah. only do work within him. We have creative ability to love each other differently than any right. other animal on this planet because we are made in the image yeah. of God to be the image of God to each other. But, but the moment we head down the road of, of this, of, I agree. You know, it's on his behalf. Well, you know, I, there is no good in me, and it's on his behalf. The moment you do that, if just, you eliminate, um, and you know, this is right. funny because this is exactly how atheists yeah, talk. Yeah. Um, you know, they'll they'll say, "Why do I need God to do good? Why do I need God to do the right thing and to help somebody? Why do I?" And 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 I love what they're saying when I hear them say it and put it that way because they're challenging Christians more or less. They're sure. saying. You know, stop being God's uh, little insurance salesman and leave him out of it. And yep. then let's see whether or not you do it. Do you still care about how you feel? Exactly. Because well, that, that, that the answer is saying, almost no really every time. Give, yeah. Like you just said, yeah. do you give a shit? Yeah. Do you yeah. care at all about me? Or is this yeah. just you yeah. putting another notch on your yeah. belt? Well, anyway, we're we're done. But... uh Oh man, this 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 is a chapter to a book. Yeah. I mean, this yeah, this is more. This could be more than yeah. It's unraveling a thinking, a lifestyle that most of us who who have been Christians yeah. institutionally or even not institutionally 
most of us have swallowed this mentality out to one extent or another. It's oh sure, it's an unthinking. I knew I have. That's yeah. why you know when I was thinking about it last night, it was. You know, I realized something changed here. And again, yeah. you know, the essence of everything we're talking about, I got and understood. I've been doing it. But for some reason, it was, you know. Well, you have a teachable was, heart. You, you heard something. Yeah, it was just. You. Yeah, you know, it was like, you know what it is? Is I loved, I loved her enough mm-hmm. to almost say to God, you know what? Can you just step back and I just want to be with her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and let let me, you know, and again, it, you know, God. God's like the moment you do that, I'm so melted in the whole process, yes. and I, I believe that's how He remember. Wants and, yeah. and we talked about this two, for two seconds, but Jesus did that with His disciples, and Jesus did <laughs> yeah. that with His His followers. He said, "Leave me, yeah. go out there, get out there, and go from town to town, and you you be yeah. real mm-hmm. with these people, yeah. and you see what they do, you see how they talk to you, you see how they're going to react to." You. And he gave them he gave them specific instructions. That wasn't Jesus saying, "I have to be with you all the time. Yeah. I have to go with you. I have to make sure that I'm mm-hmm. there." That was him going, "Go out and try this thing out. Yeah. Try this thing out. You've yeah. been watching and learning. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> good good talk." Um, Amen. Wow, well, good. Good. Uh, just, uh, I, I love what we're saying here, and there's so much to it. So maybe, maybe we will revisit this and continue to unwrap this yeah. um, in the next show. Well, thank you for listening. As usual, Darren and Hans have brought up a lot of questions for consideration. Just want you to sort of mull over what they've said in this coming year. Consider the relationships you have with your friends, your family, your co-workers, your neighbors, people that you really want to see come to Jesus and understand his grace and love and mercy and forgiveness. But I think sometimes religion has taught us to approach these people in completely the wrong way. If we just approach them with love and show show them that we want to hang out with them, we want to be with them, we want to love them for who they are, whether or not they ever want anything to do with God or Jesus. That's the beginning place. And I think that as they see that unconditional love in our lives, that's when the love of Jesus really begins to shine through our lives and our actions and our words, whether or not the name of Jesus is ever brought up. Anyway, lots to think about. I'm sure you have lots of questions. You can leave a comment on this episode by going to theology.fm slash Hufford slash 10 or episode number 10. Also, I forgot to mention it earlier. Uh, this episode of the one verse, or, I'm sorry, the theology.fm podcast is brought to you by Logos Bible Software. You can get 10% off in 2016. The 15% uh, sale is only good through, well, today, if you're listening on December 31st, 15% today, last time, as of 2016, it's only 10%. Use the coupon code JMyer6 to do that. And hey, would you go ahead and over to iTunes and leave a rating and review? It really does help spread the word about this podcast. I would greatly appreciate it, and I know others will benefit from what Darren and Hodds have had to say in today's episode as well. Thank you for listening. We look forward to seeing you in 2016. The next episode is going to be by Wayne Jacobson on his about his journey to living love. It's going to be in the same sort of uh, realm topic that we talked about today, but he's going to answer a lot of the questions people have 
about when they uh, leave that Sunday morning gathering. You know, how do you keep from falling into error? What do you do with your children? So what, you just hate church? You know, that sort of a thing. So if you have those sorts of questions about people who no longer attend a Sunday morning gathering, or maybe you're considering doing that yourself, I invite you to listen to that episode. That will be uh, here in two weeks when we listen to Wayne Jacobson talk about his journey into living law. Thank you so much for listening. Keep thinking, and until next time, may your life in theology continue to look more and more like Jesus Christ.